1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Men fall
2: from
0: the sky. The gods hurl thunderbolts. Innocents die. That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 44 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg. And folks, it is not Friday. It is not dark outside. Matter of fact, it's a Tuesday afternoon before dinner time, And Tuesday. we are having a... S- Time. Oh, it's not Tuesday, it's a Monday. See, that's how crazy oh, God. After, a Monday afternoon. After dinner time for some. Where I'm at, it's Tuesday, <laughs> not after dinner. Okay. That's where I'm waking. But, uh, <laughs> Jeez. We had a reason for a special show tonight, so we all came together. Uh it's normal crew plus one. So let's get it started with our special guest, Sarah Taylor. How are you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing fine, fellas. I'm so excited to be joining you guys again. So,
2: yeah. how you doing? Love to have you back. Good. <laughs> doing great. Doing Glad great. To, Love to have, you, have back. you back. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Nathan, what's up, man? How you doing?
4: Uh, I'm doing great. We are currently on a ticking time bomb as the three-year-old has a tablet and his favorite show on. But um, as I'm the only parent home, I think it's just a matter of time before he flies in here and interrupts the cast. So, be ready for it, guys.
2: It'll make Especially his first guess. podcast appearance. Yes, Don't worry, Nathan. Nice. You're,
3: you're not the only one, buddy.
5: I got
2: two that are probably going
5: to pop in, so just, it is what it is.
2: It is. Uh, T-Bone, what's up, buddy?
5: Not much there, Greg. Uh, just actually got my ass handed to me in Super Smash Bros. by my girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> that is not wow. something that I'm too thrilled about right now, but we're going to talk said about something it a lot better than that. Right. Yeah, I, I'm truthful, yeah. man. She, she got the best of me. Well, let's well just... Okay,
2: I got... It i got to ask, who was she playing with and who were you playing with?
5: I wasn't playing with my best character because it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. I was playing with Link and she was playing with Kirby. Okay. My best player, my best player is Pikachu. Kirby,
2: Kirby's is wow, good impressive. player. I, I was always good with Donkey Kong.
4: But, but uh, Chris. Hey, Super Smash Brothers in 77 years, I feel I, like.
2: Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> but it was so fun when I used to play it. So. <laughs> Chris, what's up, man?
6: I'm doing well, doing well. First day of uh, our county going uh, virtual learning, so it's been uh, fun with my emails. So it's been enjoyable. That's,
2: uh, so far, so day far, day.
6: everything went relatively smooth. So we'll go with that. That's yep.
3: good. good. Glad go.
6: to hear. <laughs> I said relatively. I'm not check it out.
2: Bumps, so. <laughs> sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Well, check it out, y'all. It is, uh, it's Tuesday to me, but it's Monday to everybody else in the world. So we uh, had the pleasure of yesterday morning. Zack Snyder did a live commentary of, in my opinion, the best movie ever made. Uh, it's an absolute masterpiece. My favorite movie. And watching it yesterday again uh, makes four times in the last eight days that I've watched it. So uh, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, and it was a great experience getting to watch the director of this movie, the creator of this movie, sit down and talk about some things. And there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about. So let's get it going. Chris, you were not live tweeting, but you were oh, yeah, tweeting no, as he you was were live going. tweeting. Oh, you were live tweeting. Oh, oh yeah, that's weird. what this was all live. Okay, <laughs> but you were live tweeting. So talk to us about that. Let's kind of follow your template. uh Start. I would say start at the beginning. Let's just work through the movie. Yeah. And talk about things he talked about that we want to. Uh, so, yes, uh, please. Point? Let's go. <laughs>
6: Uh, I mean, it's just for those that don't know or not in tune, like there is no director's commentary for Batman v. Superman, like even the ultimate edition. That's what he was watching. His cut, the only edition that the there only. is. only. <laughs> yeah. And so what how this all transpired was the day before it's a celebration of four years of BVS. And there was doing a live stream, I believe, on Twitch, and he ended up participating just being there it was noticed that he was on on the uh the stream and then at the end of it he posted a video saying hey this was a lot of fun um how about this tomorrow let's watch it again and i'm gonna do a commentary and i'm gonna set my camera here we're gonna have a chat we're gonna do on a vero i'll let you know what time it's gonna be but let's do it tomorrow and that's the world twitter he broke twitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone lost their
4: minds that night Every every Snyder fan that is a and, Snyder and nerd immediately got a Snyder nerd boner and like their bat signals went off and everything. Like, everybody set their alarms for the
2: shit.
6: Yeah. yeah. So uh, so a little. My hiccup. wife
2: asked me, "What do you have planned <laughs> for it?" I was like, "I was like, well, I have a three hour slot tomorrow that I have to, you know, something I've got to do." And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I've got to watch Batman vs Superman." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, "Really? You have to watch that again?" I said, "Yeah, it's different this time. I have to watch it." So um. She didn't bother me for three hours. I love you, baby. Thank you. It was great. I told
4: my wife Jamie the same thing. I said, "Look, I got a I got a date tomorrow morning because my time it was ten o'clock. I was like, I got a date at ten, and it's going to be about three three and a half hours, so I want to be left alone." And I said, "Okay, thanks." And she, she just rolled her eyes and walked away. <laughs> yep. yeah, well, I guess I guess it
3: was, was like a
6: life.
3: I guess it was like a movie date for Brian and I because we're like, "You got it, you in sync? we're good." I like let's roll. So we both sat right, right there. <laughs>
6: Well, you got the awesome. best of both worlds. We all thank our wives for allowing us to uh, at least partake. <laughs> oh, I
3: was all about it. I was I was yeah. upset if we didn't watch it.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just think, absolutely high level thoughts. You know, for those on for though the haters that wanted to say, well, how dare you try to. You know he, how would you have to explain him, his movie? It should just be there. Um, I'm sorry, but that's what all director commentaries are about. It's not that we we needed the movie explained. We want to know his thought process and the, and why um, he made certain decisions. That's not the movie is unclear. That's every director's commentary. So I just want to settle unless
7: down.
4: unless you're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger do commentary on Conan because that was just him <laughs> describing what the hell was going on on screen during the movie. No insight. With, <laughs> oh look, did I pick up a sword? Did I kill whatever? And he's just going. I'm like. That is the fucking,
5: that is awesome. Good, yeah. good he's, that telegraphing, is let's,
6: he's telegraphing the movie.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's call let's call him by name, Chris.
6: Dan no, I'm not doing that. You're no, a no, dumbass. No, I, <laughs> no I'm not calling I, I do not You're a I, dumbass. Wanna, I do not want to give that Twitter account any following.
2: I'm mm. just saying. it's a very good point. Somebody will go look it up out of this You're right.
6: Actually, if they're actually, listening to us, they
4: probably already know about that guy and they've probably already given him the finger. Already blocked him out.
2: <laughs> you know, uh, Travis, I was talking to you the other day about how I don't engage with people like that, and I actually sent him a message when you showed me that text. Cause, or whenever I saw that text, I have Chris you shared it, but I saw it, and I was like, that's ridiculous. I, 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 t- I told him, because I, I can't remember what he said. He was like, after four years, you still need this movie to be explained. He was like, it's something about it's obviously not a good movie. and I, I, I think what I sent him back was something about, uh, I can't believe after four years that you can't see that this is what he was doing. Like if you can't see what he was doing, then maybe you need to uh, take a second and look at your movie analysis or analy- an analytical skill. Yeah, skills.
3: skills. I Ability to
2: analyze a movie. <laughs> there we there, go. There you so, go. Well, well, how about yeah. this thought?
3: I'm, we're, I'm sitting through this movie. I'm like, we are watching the same movie with Snyder. It's like we're yeah, all sitting literally. in the same yeah. theater, couch, living room, whatever. We're watching the same thing with this dude. How I, awesome is I, that? I, period.
4: I love the different. I mean, like you said, I've seen this movie a thousand times, and I think like I get, I catch shit and I see shit. But like watching it with him, which I this that was the point of the commentary. But it was just like. A whole new light and like we were saying earlier, like this movie never feels long to me. But this yeah. three hour like thing, and even with the one little stop, it felt I felt like it was like an hour. Like I said, like, Oh, it's yeah. already over. Damn no, it.
3: Please, sure. know, it just, You're like, oh my gosh, it's two what? thirty. What?
6: Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and just yeah. the things like I mean, like you said, we've all watched this enough times that we thought we'd deconstructed this. Man, he brought out some things that I wasn't even thinking on that level. I mean yeah. oh, yeah, they I were just I mean, even freaking Debbie Snyder walks in and just hangs yeah. out for a bit. Yeah. I know yeah. it's his wife. It's it's their house. But mm-hmm. still, that was just cool, even her getting a chance to talk and thanking the fans and everything. I mean, that
2: was just, well,
6: it was just a really cool experience. And,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
6: that's initially I'm just so glad to have gotten that opportunity and so happy. For those of you that haven't checked it out, it is recorded on Vero. Watch at your leisure. He's even got the Snyder cons on his Vero account. So join Vero just for that. It, it's totally worth it. absolutely
2: I want to say one thing and let's get started into some of the points he made that I want to talk about or that we want to bring up because we are trying to keep this to a a somewhat shorter uh, podcast (laughs) Mm -hmm. the thing I think I liked about this the most was throughout the entire time I've been a huge BBS fan and I've tried to defend it with people who didn't understand it or didn't like it I try to Mm -hmm. explain things to them what Zack Snyder was saying the way I feel about things uh, the way I interpreted a lot of what he did was exactly what he meant. And I try to tell people this, and they don't believe me. Well, guess what? Zack Snyder just came out and said, this mm-hmm. is why I did this.
7: Mm-hmm. Look at this
2: behind here. This is what this means. So if you didn't understand this movie, or you you feel like you know it's a bad movie because this didn't make sense, check this out. If you've never mm-hmm. seen The Ultimate Edition, you can't say you don't like this movie, because that movie, that The Ultimate Edition, definitely is the only cut you should watch, and it changes things up. And if you I don't know. understand something or feel like he wasn't clear about what he's doing... Go watch this, and afterwards, I promise you, you will understand everything he did, and you'll say, "Wow, that's a lot of genius behind that." So, well,
4: you know how he was just talking about, like he's like he said that has anybody ever put together, you know, like a five hour movie of Man of Steel and a uh, BBS, you know, put back to back to like I'm like. I'm screaming there. I go. I have never edited it together, but I swear to God, that was like my first Father's Day ever. I, I put Man of Steel in, and I mean, immediately sent those it, it over back to back and put BVS in. <laughs> God damn, those are like you know somebody's like working pieces. on it right now. they are <laughs> like puzzle pieces it. they fit together. Man, it's just yeah. it's a great it's, it's a great movie watching experience, in my opinion. Oh
2: yeah. Um. All right, cool. Well, let's start. Let's go some points we want to talk about. Uh, let me let me do one point I want to talk about at the very beginning. One thing you said that I loved is the cyclical uh, uh, meaning of this movie and how it begins with a funeral and ends with a funeral. Uh, awesome mindset, awesome way to think about it. I love that. It's, it's It all comes back around. Anybody else see that?
7: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really
4: uh, I, I thought we were going to talk about First Things First in his Barbie collection on iTunes. Oh, yeah. you What's know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, out>. up?
6: <laughs> or, or him calling out, hey, <laughs> <laughs> here's Batman yeah. 28%. Well, that's rude. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. <laughs> love that yeah
3: that's the barbie cool. thing i was like that's pretty much look that's what ours looks like because yeah. well you can I tell he's
4: got old... young girls yeah. at home you know he's got he's got he's got girls
2: yes definitely yeah. <laughs> nathan bring up another point i'm gonna go, go to the bathroom real
4: quick uh well if it's up to me i'm gonna if we don't let chris walk through it, i'm gonna jump right to the part of my mind and how the fuck did i not see clark and is you know and having doubts about himself goes to talk to his the you know image of his father or whatever in the mountains in the cold and like that that whole thing was just a metaphor for the fortress of solitude, and like now that yeah. he says it uh, now that he said it it's completely obvious to me and I want to punch myself in the throat for not seeing it before but I never <laughs> and when he said that I was like, oh. like I swear to God I was like that meme where you could just like it zoomed into my face and you could just see my brain <laughs> like, just boom how did I not see it how did I not and that was, I think that's my favorite revelation from this because I I always knew that scene was special you know what I mean because just from what he learns from there, but like the way he explains it, of like you know, I didn't want him to go see his alien dad that he barely knew. I wanted him to see his dad, and the only way to do it is the memory. I just, oh, god, that that just, that, I love it. I don't know. I just that that was awesome, and that was the best like revelation of the whole thing. I loved it.
6: Oh yeah, you're right. I mean that, like you said, how did we not think on that level? And it's just like again, these are reasons why you get revealed something, and it changes the whole concept of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we know that his his dad, you know. Kevin Costner played by, it was not necessarily there, but of all people where he's at is saying, Oh, duh. Now of course it makes sense, but it's just not obvious when we think about it in that way.
3: Well, how about on the same token when um, it goes back to the scene of Bruce and Alfred at, um, I guess his glass house or whatnot. And he didn't make kind of a reference. Yeah. It was kind of like the same reference of, you know, where Clark is, you know, talking to his, his dad, and then that's, yeah. that's the dichotomy of he and his father. And then you look at Bruce and Alfred, and that's kind of the same dichotomy with the father figure as well. So he did Absolutely. make a comment with that. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it's almost like these guys are coming from the same, same place. They still have their father figures, but they're like Clark grew up with Jonathan as an actual father, but yet he grew up, Bruce grew up with Alfred as an actual father. And then when they share the same names with their moms, so that's like another, um, I guess, and, dichotomy that they share.
6: And, uh, I, and I like how he kind of. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: No, I'll finish. Thanks.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was adding on to your your whole thing with the Martha thing. That presents, you know, we all joke about the Martha, the Martha comment things like that. I like the way he kind of presented it in the sense that that's his snap out moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that is his. Like I know literally it happened on screen, but it's like a deeper thing than that. You know to to him
4: well like when he explained that it was like in which I mean I always know but just like hearing him say it that and then when you think you know that opening scene which I was just talking about the day before like you can feel the music in that scene that opening of the of the Wayne murders but it's it's different in this one and the last thing the last thing he hears his father say is Martha and then Joe chill runs well you know what I mean like he he runs away and shit and Bruce is, Bruce is for Bruce the child is forever killed and gone right there with his parents and you know what I mean and then like you know Superman saying, you know, saying Martha. It just it's hooking back to that moment of you know his dad being on the ground, and the last thing he said with his last breath is Martha. As he died, Superman. I You know, I just God damn! It, I love the way he just hear well, him say. It was just like, yep. yep and,
6: like, and does he totally. want to be? Does he want to be like Joe Chill? Is he's about to become Joe Chill? And that, that exactly. Mer- and I said that is an excellent way to frame that. Well, that is a- absolutely.
2: The way he explained it was perfect, too, is he explained it as Batman is a character that has lost his moral compass. The arc of his story is confronting Superman's humanity, and in doing so, he finds himself, and that brings you to the Martha scene. It's perfect. It it is – it's amazing writing. It's great. Like like you said, people pick on the Martha scene. Man, there are a lot of things I could pick on about a lot of other uh, movies that I'm not going to name right now that it's like, okay, that was pretty weak-ass writing. This is some deep writing right here, man. This is some thoughtful stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, uh, I definitely want to uh, dive into the religious, like what he the religious motifs and everything he dove into. He, he talked about, um, but we'll get into that a little later as we kind of yes. go down to it. What y'all think about him comparing Ozzy to Superman? I get it. Yeah, I mean, because the way he portrayed it with Superman was uh, like. He's trying to portray Superman as just a guy who wants to do the right thing, but humans as we are in the real world, if this were to happen, we, we, we would project a god onto him, yeah. and he does not want yeah. to be a god. He wants to be... A guy doing the right thing, and that's the struggle well, Superman has in this movie.
4: And just just when he was saying that, in like the part of the movie where the people are on top of their house with the flood, and they painted his symbol, and the shot where he's floating above before they before we get the bird's eye view of the people that see him as the guy, you see him with the look on his face, and he sees his symbol painted down there, and it's like it, it looks like he's got a hurtful look on his face because he's got to save these people, but like it just adds more weight when you think of it, like you know, because people are expecting him. You know, what I mean, what if he'd have been too late, or what if he, you know, what I mean? I just. I just really like that scene really where, did you, you know, as soon as he was talking about that in the movie, he just hit the bird's eye view of the of the everyday people looking at him as a god. As the sun's behind him and he's floating and the cape's billowing in the wind.
6: Yeah. <laughs> we well, so well, I, yeah. I mean, adding yeah. on to that, some of the, some of his quotes that he said, you know, kind of looking through because there was so much to do. Thank God I did this live tweeting at that point. You know, Superman <laughs> as he was created in 1938, but the world is more complicated now. You know, he, he's right. This is... Everyone said, "Oh, it's not my Superman, not my Superman." Well, guess what? How you know what would we really be happy-go-lucky with an alien coming down? I mean, it's well, like what instead said, that can wipe us out. You know, he says this too. He says that's why I love Superman—the optimism he has for humanity, and we don't have it. And then finally, when he's there on the on the on the steps, Lois and Lois goes. You know, um, you know, this is this means something. And Zach watching it said it does. And I said this. Please tell me that how Zack hates Superman. He he countlessly said it. He loves doing this character, but he's trying to frame it in a world we live in today. Well, I was gonna say, look at the circus we live in today in real life.
4: In real yeah. life, there's a media fucking circus every day. And you mean to tell me if Superman was real? As in could really do all that shit. As if we could not do anything to him, so he had free will to do what he wanted. It's not going to be even more of him. Get out of here. It's exactly what's going to be like in that movie. You're going to have people that praise him and love him, and you're going to have people that slander and destroy him because they want to provoke him, and they want to show the rest of the world. You're going to have people exactly like Luthor that want to show him that he's not all good and all But you know, it, I don't see how people don't see that, to be honest with you. I, I just, that's plain as day to me, and I'm dumb most of the time. If I could see that plain as day, I think <laughs> other people could too.
2: Oh yeah. Well, you know, talking about Luthor, he he does a lot of talks about Luthor, and he actually does some comparisons with him and uh, and, and um, Bruce Wayne, and kind of shows mm-hmm. the, the 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 contrast between those two. Where Luthor has taken his father's uh, you know dwelling and kind of made it uh, uh, left it as it was and made it kind of like as a shrine to his family, and Bruce Wayne's done the same thing with his, where he's kind of left it as it was, but he's literally left it. As it was, and that's why you see the Wayne Manor, you know, the way it is in the movie, and or as opposed to where you see Lex Luthor's father's room that he has, you know, that he's still in there drinking Kentucky Mash, which is, you know, awesome stuff. But um, <laughs> I love drink some responsibly. Mash. I love some exactly drink responsibly. I love some mash. But um let's see. Uh, I like how he said that he wanted to portray the bad guys as really bad. It's not a. It's not a um, here a villain of the week. Not a ty- um, you know, a guy that you're going to easily defeat. It's a guy that, when you see them and you see what they're doing, it doesn't matter who you are. If you do not want to stop them, you, you're you're wrong. Like, and that's the image he was going for with his villains and everybody, all the bad guys in his movies. It says these guys are bad, bad guys, and he doesn't say it, but I think that's more or less kind of justifying maybe the brutality of, of Bruce of a of Batman in this movie how brutal he is, even though I didn't mind it because he was a badass. But, <laughs> um...
6: And, and, and I get some people's, you know, I was talking to uh, um, some people yesterday about it and that aren't fans of the movie because of the portrayal of Batman and their argument, and I can see it is that we had no background on Bruce before that. We didn't see... We we only assumed the descent and where it possibly occurred, and so that's where some people's complaints about Bruce. But us fans, we know where that descent was because it's slightly modeled after
2: The Dark Knight Returns. So... 100%. Travis, man, you got something? Uh, I was going to jump in with
5: the whole uh, Bruce and Lex's uh, parents' homes, really. Uh, do it Lex has kept his up, preserved his dad's room, whereas Bruce let his wing manner deteriorate and crumble. So that was one of the big things. But the the thing that really jumped at me first when they started talking was how Ben Affleck got in trouble for jumping out of the helicopter. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: I'm doing it, I'm doing it.
5: And the, like, the helicopter guy had given shit and they done a few more takes, but ultimately <laughs> Zach said they went back to the first take mm-hmm. for it. So they just used the one of him jumping out of the hospital and Ben Affleck's reasoning was, uh, I'm trying to save the people in Wayne Tower. Uh, I'm trying to save Metropolis, so I'm not going to wait for him to completely land, no. which I totally buy. No. know.
6: There's definitely um, yeah, there's countless things. Two things I'm just looking through the feed is one, his whole discussion of Wonder Woman. You know, the fact yes. that they hadn't yeah. shot even Wonder Woman yet. They had the concept. They hadn't even started filming yet. And so that image that we see, Mm -hmm. it was it was an entry point in the whole discussion, like it was supposed to be (laughs) Crimean war, then civil war. And then, you know, they had another image like the Crimean War that's never seen the light of day. Um, But he he in the end, he said his whole concept of woman to Woman was preserved. And then probably kind of like we said, the revelation of the Fortress of Solitude. How about the mother boxes, the screens? Yeah. That that in, until you brought it up this morning, uh, Nathan, when mm-hmm. you sent it out and I never now I'm looking for it and now I see it, you know, the three different colored, you know, shock waves that go mm-hmm. out. A- and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, no one that that whole thing. He hasn't risen that whole sequence and, you know, how it was done that announcing that, you know, alerting the mother boxes to alert dark side that there is no Kryptonian anymore.
4: You know, well, the world
6: is ripe for the taking.
4: And even like to, to take it further, like one of the few parts of his of his Justice League movie that made it into the abomination we got was some of the Amazon shit. And there's a part with Wonder Woman's mom, and she comes in and she's like, you know, the Mother Box has been sleeping since the first age for thousands of years. What woke him up? And it's just like somebody put the video together of that mm-hmm. part where he dies, and it screams out, and then he's just like, you go into the into the Amazons, and they're all standing in you on in that chamber. And, like, you just – the mother box comes and just her dialogue shit, and I'm like, God damn it. He, he, it was like we said. It was there, but nobody noticed it. And now, well,
5: now that well, we Nathan, know, it's like you can see it. To back up what you're saying, too, we know that the Justice League trailers were all Snyder's work. Like, right. all Snyder's work went into them. And in the first trailer, Wolf was there uh, narrating, saying, no Kryptonians, no lanterns, no protectors here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was right in front of us the entire time, and we didn't really – and no to, know to look it, for it, yeah.
6: And just the idea of that trinity shot, going back to Wonder Woman, that he calls out. That's the first shot of the trinity. And I wanted Wonder Woman in the front because mm-hmm. she had the most experience. She's fought mm-hmm. Monster for. She should lead this team. And I was like, yes. Even uh, before we even knew ab- who Diana was, she is already taken seriously.
4: Absolutely, because to quote another great franchise character, uh, Captain Rex: Experience out. Tra- Experience outweighs everything, meaning, you know, yeah. like, of course, Wonder Woman's been around all these years. She done, She does been whooping asses and killing gods and shit. Of course, she's going to take the front lines. Yeah. OK, Superman's only been Superman for like a year. And Batman, he does He used to fight up thugs and shit. And now he's now dealing there. with the doomsday.
5: Batman's you know. there watching the fight of Wonder yeah. Woman, doomsday, and Superman being like, uh, maybe I should get involved. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Not. yeah. This is getting
2: a little I wish of I wasn't wearing my
4: armor earlier, because now you know, I can probably use that.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, I, I know we were just talking about um, the – the uh, God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, I'll bring up the next point I want to bring up. It, it runs into this point, is we were talking about different things, and uh, I wanted to talk about the two points – oh, I know what I'm going to say. Sorry, I remember mid- midstream there. Uh, it almost seems like with the Superman screen Wake up the mother boxes that Zack Snyder had a plan. That he was laying out a foundation for. And guess what? You're not going to figure it out this movie. So, for people who are what? saying, Well, we didn't figure everything out, guess what? It was supposed to be a five movie story. So, you're not going to figure everything out in the third what? movie. Otherwise, that's bad storytelling. Great. Okay? You okay? shut up
4: with your logic over there. <laughs> but one wants point any I want to bring
2: up that was uh, been a huge controversial thing that people have asked me about, talked to me about, and I've tried to explain to people is the, the Flash time travel sequence. Oh, okay? uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay? Now, in this, he says that. The idea was that in the Justice League movie, that Flash would travel back in time to this point. Okay, well, mm-hmm. Flash would travel back in time. The mm-hmm. idea was that Cyborg picked two points in time that he could go to, that the Flash would be able to have the most effective uh, message to give to Bruce Wayne to to, to use Lois as the, you know to to to, to 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 save the day. Okay, so he picked these two points, and in the, in the Justice League movie, the idea was that. Cyborg tells him the two points, and he asks Cyborg, which of those two do you want? And Cyborg tells him the one he wants, and he says, okay, do the other one. Because I've already experienced this one, and we're still at the point we're at. Holy shit. Yeah, that's— That mm -hmm. is awesome— Awesome, awesome now, way to do that.
6: Now someone's gonna say, "Well, that doesn't work like that." All right, we're uh, let's go. Well, we, time wait, travel mean, has never been proven done in any movie, so let's just go stop that there.
2: Wait, you mean alternate timelines in a movie doesn't work? Uh, uh, <laughs> <I'm> just <saying. laughs> mm-hmm. okay. I just it, I
6: just love it when people say, "Well, that's not realistic." It's time travel. Is it really supposed to be realistic? Or really uh, real? whatever. Ga- There's a documentary called a Back to the
4: Future. Have you seen
5: it? <laughs> okay. If endgame gets a pass for its time travel I think this can get a pass for laying out what they were gonna do.
6: Hey you know Rest. what I'm gonna jump in my to learn and gun it up to eighty eight. I'll see y'all later. Oh, in man. that documentary, yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: but uh that, but yeah man You're
6: right that is wild.
2: <laughs> it is wild and that would have been and it's and you know what? We're gonna see it one day. But you know what? We're that would also a matter cut one day that soon. would've
4: also been like a little comedy thing too. You know what I mean? Like everybody says Zach's not funny. But just like I can just see him thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, go to the other one. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, because we're still, you know what I'm saying? Just something smart-ass, especially this Batman. You know what I'm saying? They're just like,
2: ah.
5: One question I wanted to ask you guys was the Robin costumes placed there to constantly remind him of Robin's death, but Mm -hmm. did, did Lex break into the cave and put that writing there? Because no. it's there. I, no,
2: that was the Joker. That uh, put that that's that's on. the Joker. Yeah, okay,
5: Joker. I was curious about that because all the other writings, like Lex, had a, Lex did that. Sent all that to Bruce on the checks so and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was just curious because uh, that, that was, that was, a, was there. Well, but he was know.
4: supposed to be thinking that he was. Uh, uh wallace keep that keep yeah. dude he was thinking that that was supposed to be Keith's handwriting like sending the checks back saying he rejects them
5: almost oh yeah i know that's who he was yeah. supposed to be, but we know we know as the audience that it was oh right this, right, right, right right
4: yeah i
6: saw so i was just curious when the trailers came out i was like oh my gosh it's joker's around and he's just messing with bruce like he's not mm-hmm. in the movie but like he's that because it just seemed like it you know you that, killed that your just family. poses
5: a that just poses another question to me of why hasn't he just like had Alfred wash that stuff off and just leave the statue there? Probably for the <laughs> reminder of
6: it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, exactly. he wants the
2: reminder, yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. I mean
6: that's why he has it in the cave still in the
4: comics. This Batman, you know? he's so damaged? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. he's that's 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 a hard reminder that every time he reads those words of how bad he messed up.
5: Well, he was branding criminals because he lost his own moral compass. So. This is true. Yeah. And, is and, and again, I
6: think he's gone on record, or correct me if I'm wrong, and again, I could have sworn that it's not Jason Todd. it's, it's oh, Dick.
4: Dick Grayson. It's yeah, Dick it's Grayson,
6: Dick. yeah. His I, headstone's I, out in the, in, the, in the Wayne Manor. Uh, and, and so this is a very different Bruce Wayne that lost his very first ward and never went back. Got another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know it's funny that he takes like Snyder took liberties like that talking about it being Dick Grayson because obviously Dick Grayson's not dead. He becomes Nightwing, you know this and that. It's it's Jason Todd that was killed. Um, so like he was talking about Jimmy Olsen the same kind of way. Like okay, he killed Jimmy Olsen in this movie, and he even said maybe one day he can come back. Maybe you can make a movie about Jimmy Olsen. But in my version, in my story. This is the purpose Jimmy Olsen served the best, and that's why he I used him that way.
6: And he I'm quote unquote cool said I, he said I quote unquote gave him respect because I always thought J- Jimmy was treated as a joke. I just made him a CIA officer, so I right. just upped his yeah. upped his uh, credibility. <laughs>
4: we got to remember this was supposed to be a five film arc, and then it was done, and then WB was going to roll the dice to start over, and they could have franchised it with whoever and done whatever. You know what I mean? Because in this in this universe, you know, like you said, Jimmy Olsen was dead, Dick Grayson was dead, but it's not like we were moving on with this. This wasn't going to be a twenty or a ten year plan or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? This was like literally setting up one Elseworlds story that you could watch contained. Like, yeah, there was other movies that were going to kind of help going. You know, be a little one them, but like when his was done, it was supposed to be done, and his Man of Steel too. Or, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just he had the plan. because uh, you know we know that Bruce was supposed to die, and Clark and Lois were supposed to uh, you know name their son Bruce. So you know what I mean? It's just like this. This was supposed to get to a certain point and then be done. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I, I wouldn't normally do this, but I'm going to do it for this this show because we're covering my favorite movie of all time, and uh, and, and I have a big problem with uh, a lot of – I don't have a problem with MC movies. I love MC movies. I love people who love MC movies, but there are MCU haters just like there are DC haters. It, it goes both ways. But mm-hmm. for all you MCU haters who talk about that with Jimmy Olsen, how, oh, he killed Jimmy Olsen in the first movie. Yeah, Quicksilver died in his first movie. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
5: he—I don't want to be the bearer bear of bad news, but technically, it was his second movie because uh, he was okay, in a post, right. in a post press scene. But that's just—that's just semantics. You—you yeah. you are right, great. <laughs> in his first starring role in a movie, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but sorry for being a dick there.
6: <laughs> well, <laughs> well steal my about thunder, like, Travis. Think about it like this, how we always said like this movie's based a lot on Dark Knight Returns, things like that, and how he calls that. You know, Dark Knight, he salutes, says Dark Knight Returns still can be made and someone should do it. It can be great.
2: And you know, yep.
6: that he said, yeah, I took elements, but this isn't that story. I took elements. And he brings up the Watchmen Easter egg. And during the fight saying, we got two gods with all the power uh, are the ones in the opinion, seeing the morality and the actions, blinded by his hatred. Bruce Bruce's you know, just they're both losing their minds over mm-hmm. this all and right. i just always have loved the line because it's so true because we all know you know if if superman's taken off the cuff when he says you know st- you know back down if stand down if if i if i wanted to I'd, i i you'd be dead already that's mm-hmm. true that is yes. a true statement there <laughs> mm-hmm. it was always
5: true with superman pretty much oh yeah, yeah. well let's uh oh do you have something i'm I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about his his justification for Lex's hair? Because I thought that that was perfect, because I've seen a lot of hate for, for that over the years. And it's just, they, there's even, like, I've got comics here with him having hair that's relatively similar to uh, what it is in BBS. So I just think that that was, like, cool yeah. that they actually sent him on his journey, and by the end of it, he looked like a more comic. That's accurate.
4: what I was gonna say. Like he had a story arc. That was his story. Yeah. You know, by the end of the movie, that was the Lex that people knew from the comics. Shaved head, playtimes over, keeping himself together. You know what I mean? Because he got all the knowledge from Steppenwolf Wolf and shit. Like that's that's him, guys. Like you well, got him. And then you fucking cried about it. And now we, it, we don't know what's gonna happen.
2: It also goes back to what he was saying about that. It's not 1938. This is not your 1938 <laughs> Superman. Is Lex Luthor back in the olden days was a red haired. Mm -hmm. guy and a lot of and a lot of versions of him and and you know more modern uh takes of him he's always bald so it's Mm -hmm. bringing an old old um imagery of this character and bring it to a more modern forefront of where we are now with this character you know and like you're right it's great story development too it gives the character a small
4: doesn't still have the mullet like come on guys we can we can play around with shit and bring it you know we can do things like the 90s you know superman had a mullet like we can we can go back and forth with hair, guys. Like, there's there's been different styles, and we can modernize and bring it in.
5: I was also <laughs> happy that the scout ship, Lex entering the scout ship, was confirmed by Zach as a 2001 Space mm-hmm.
6: Odyssey yes. reference. Yes, me too.
5: Because like, a lot of people have been saying that over the years, and that's, uh, that was just perfect.
6: How how about, you know, when we finally get, we were all, there were certain sequences we're all looking for him to kind of talk about. How about the, uh, his analysis of the fight sequence saying, you know, when you get the opportunity to do a Batman fight sequence, you dream about all the time and this is it and how he's trolling. Every one of the people is saying, Yeah, yeah. see those guys over there? Yeah, they're, they're okay. They're
2: we didn't film fight. that but they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're
6: coming out of it. Fly, oh yeah, see that guy? He should he shouldn't have pulled that grenade, at, that grenade cord. that grenade court. That's his fault. <laughs> he, he
5: actually says, Chris, I should have shot I should have put in a shot of an A-team with yeah. guys, A team rollout where the bad guys get out of the vehicle <laughs> yes. and uh okay.
6: Which I love. But he was, I kill- I mean, he was yeah. killing me with that. He knew exactly what he was saying who he's going after on that one just because <laughs> It's just fun.
2: It was that was awesome. Uh, we're talking about Lex real quick. I want to say uh, I I didn't think about this before, but it's actually a really cool metaphor. I is the the Lex always has the blue ball in his hand, and it's kind of him having He'll the world in, in his, his hand, hand mm-hmm. you know. And that, that's a, that's a great uh, concept there. Um, let's talk about uh, his his version of the Fortress of Solitude for um for for Superman. What y'all think hey, wait, about wait, that? Wait wait I wait for one idea.
4: for one second though. Uh, now that he ha- now that he pointed it out. I never noticed it before, but now that he pointed it out, bro, like, let's give some props to Holly Hunter and those fucking jacked arms. Cause I never noticed. Oh, it I until always He was like, that. look Get at it. Holly Hunter there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and then I actually look is. and I'm like, Jesus, she will like, she ripped fucking Lex's head off by her damn self. Look at her. Well, how yeah. about
3: how um, Henry was not as ripped as Zach?
7: So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He didn't say that to me. I call fake news on that one. Yeah. yeah he always too. buys flowers for his wife. I do this all the time.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, now, I thought right. it was
3: great the way he was talking about Holly Hunter. How you know he was saying how much he loved working with her, and you know, this, that She's and like another side? So.
5: Well, they yeah. did, uh, they basically said he, Sarah basically said that he wrote that part just yes.
2: for her, mm-hmm. and she did a great cool. job, an amazing job. I've always thought she was one of the best actresses in this movie as far as the way she sells her role. Like oh, yeah. her, she, She's amazing. The fear like, you
4: see in her eyes when she spins that glass jar around. like She, she knows. Well, she, like, she instantly Lex is not puts there. all that yeah. together.
2: Yeah, as soon as she sees Lex is not there, man, she freaks out. And you can tell it's like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? Yeah,
4: she knows. Yeah. And then and Superman picks it up just off of her face and probably her heart. And when mm-hmm. she looks over it keeps, you know what I'm saying, wheelchair, then it's, it's just... Like, God,
2: that's a, Oh. I love and it. that's another I'm great watch point. i
4: watching again tonight, guys. Sorry. I mean, so as soon as we get done I'm watching it again. I'm probably on <laughs> too.
2: That's another great point for everybody who's watched the movie talks about, "Oh, well Superman would have known that bomb was there. Watch the ultimate edition, you'll figure it out." Mhm. All right. That thing was covered and left. It, it was covered, it was explained. It, 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 they didn't ex- they didn't put it in the theatrical version, which was a terrible mistake because you're right. How would Superman not know that was there unless mm-hmm. you watch the Ultimate edition and figure out why he didn't know it was there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. When I first had the idea of a podcast, I had no clue what I was doing. Anchor was the best way I could go. It gave me all the tools I needed to get my podcast off the ground. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start to join me and the other diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm/.start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Um, But talking about Superman, let's talk about his fortress of solitude, because I really like this idea. This is something I didn't think about, but it's a great concept. It's basically, he had his fortress of solitude where he spoke to his father like he did in the old movies in, in Man of Steel. But now his fortress of solitude is more in his mind where he's talking to, uh, you know, uh, Pa Kent, you know? So it's it's a different concept of it, and I love it. I think it's a great idea. I love idea. it. Nathan, yeah. got anything to add to that? Uh, no. <laughs>
4: because you have to <laughs> something in the beginning of the show, and Greg <laughs> must
6: have been passed out somewhere. <laughs> Just Greg heard. went out, and yeah, was, yeah. was that
2: when I stepped out? It might have been yeah, Nathan went I immediately so. there. Okay, Maybe. that was um, one. Uh, Okay, well, cool. Okay. We both love it. <laughs>
7: was good
3: we know, it know, was uh, a great one. scene. I mean, it was fantastic. I oh, think it was a great I addition
4: mean to that. No, go ahead, sorry.
3: I mean, I think it was a great addition because, like I said, it just kind of, you know, talking about that dichotomy, it just gave gave a better insight to, you know, his thought process, his humanity, more to say. So,
4: he was a great addition. Because he is human. He's more human than yes. most of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For being an alien, an immigrant, and an alien that's, you know, taking refugee out, you know, being a refugee on our planet, like, he is more human than half the planet. You know what I mean? It's just... You gotta, you gotta love Superman. You've gotta love him. He's a small town boy that can just happen to, you know, take the weight of a world on, you know, take the weight of the planet on his shoulders, literally and figuratively.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: I, I was, the only thing I was frustrated about, cause it came at the end and he even called himself on it. And this is probably a movie I'm going to watch this week. Um, he he said like, you know we have this Excalibur. Remote. Oh yeah, I have even brought up how much Excalibur influenced film. I'm a I'm a huge John Borman fan. I was like, oh, I was hoping <laughs> for a little bit more of Excalibur in this. But me too. I'll, I'll be I'll be watching that this week at that point just to pick oh. up oh, on that. watch
4: Excalibur one time and, and watch it, you can definitely see the influence.
6: Oh like, yeah. No, I was hoping to call it, but I liked it that he he did a little call out that you know this was a huge impact on him. Oh
5: yeah. What about the great nugget, Harry Lennox? Is pretending to be a human being, but does oh, a great job
6: that yep. yeah, he's been, he's known who Clark was the entire time, right? Ever since he met him.
2: That was pretty cool. Like,
4: well, uh, like if you watch Man of Steel, sorry to jump in, but if you watch Man of Steel too, when he's in the room with Lois and he stands up, he says, Let's put our cards on the table and breaks the fucking handcuffs and walks towards the window, every current, you know, Colonel Harding, you know, Emil, the doctor, everybody steps back except for Manhunter who stands his ground and looks <laughs> at him the whole time as he comes mm-hmm. in. And it's just oh, like, man, all these wait. little pieces
2: were there, and oh, yeah. we just—I mean, I love it. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, look, look, y'all, we got about ten minutes left before we hit our time limit here. Not that we we're on really a limit, but before we—we we didn't want to go for more an hour. Let's talk about some Easter eggs, man. What were some Easter eggs that? Uh, that, what, well, okay. Before I do that, is there any other major points y'all wanted to talk about? You want to point out?
6: Oh, we got a little of Jeopardy music to think about. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, I, I, I love s- oh
6: about, no, no go for
4: Batman stepping out. He's his favorite his favorite shot of Batman is Batman stepping back into the light. My which favorite think, shot too. Yeah, dude, I, I
7: love that. He said that's his
6: favorite shot to shoot with him. I love that. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I like how he called out where um two things. One that how uh, Alfred's in a trailer and Bruce has a big house. Mm-hmm. Both have their very simply above ground but below grounds where all the toys are mm-hmm. and where their true life is but um what was it um you know the the comics being on diana's bed in the hotel room totally i don't know how on this at all these times like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh i
4: noticed the comics i just thought they were all wonder woman no, i never no. knew that there was batman in there yeah. shit too
6: and, and, oh. and the line, God bends to my will, this is like saying how he's all worked out. The idea of paradoxes that Superman is caught and cannot act is what
2: this is, movie is all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. It, it, it's, I mean, it, it's basically showing the, the... the... You know, he uses the the, he the Christian metaphor in this movie because he said it's very universal. Because most people in the world, if, if you're not a Christian, you know of Christian beliefs and history and everything else. Because you know, it, it's just a, it's probably the most commonly known religion. Well, well, that we're used to, I guess. You wouldn't say around the world because like, around the world, there's a lot of different other ones. But Batman's
4: um, Batman's lost his humanity so much that the only way that he can connect is to get drunk and stay on the pills and just like get random one night hookups because that's the only way he can even feel like connected like,
2: like, Yeah, yep.
4: like, what, you know what I mean? It's just, that's just how far further down he's fallen. You know, like, yeah, we saw Alfred pick up the pill bottle and we seen him drink, but like, you know, and that girl come out, but, but it just, you know, when you hear him talk about it, the more he goes through it, he's just, just that that's how far down he's fallen and he's just barely hanging on. He's just barely hanging together.
5: I just love listening to him talk about the nightmare fight
2: scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and IMAX, like, <sighs> so that was all oh. great did you guys realize that was in wayne manor like that that fight yes that, i i did not know that until <laughs> yep. he said that like that that fight that uh desert is the dried up lake that is wayne Manor. Yes. i did not know that yes which is awesome concept
4: which is why when he comes out it's not a bunker that's like that's like the top entrance to where May- wayne manor was to get from the Batcave,
5: cave like a manual right. stair shit.
2: that is awesome i did not know that it makes the movie even cooler if it was ever possible
5: Also, Um, perhaps, soon for all the storyboard books that he had that he brought out. Yeah. Yeah. When I said there was four, that was just to see him rifle through them and, oh, I remember this page here and putting it up. It was all, it it just worked marvelous together.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, real quick, I want to point out some Easter eggs that I saw that were pretty cool. Um, The TK421 on um, Lex Luthor's shirt was pretty cool. That was a Star Wars uh, callback. And then. I loved how Snyder when he was talking about Superman's uh, army called him uh, super uh, Superman Stormtroopers yes, <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> that was pretty cool I like yes. that he only said Superman that once and the rest of the time he called him supertroopers so, yes he
5: also uh, explained <laughs> Greg that uh, those not all the people of Earth were turned into Parademons. demons some were made into Superman stormtroopers that like infiltrate places and snuff out the remaining resistance of the earth. Well, mm-hmm. he said those are
2: the ones who was, were succumbed to the anti-life equation, right?
5: The anti-life equation, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, I thought that, like we are saying, he had a lot of Christian background, a lot of Christian um, motifs or metaphors in this movie. And whenever they lowered Superman down, um, mm-hmm. it was like bringing Jesus from the cross. There was mm-hmm. a cross in the background as it happened. They used a spear, which is a primitive weapon, which in story is the same thing that killed Christ. So, I mean, they he had a lot of a lot of— Easter eggs and metaphors. The
4: one thing I hate about that line, about that, I hate it every time I hear it, is because it's Batman saying it, it's why I hate it. Because like when he's coming back, you're like we got to learn back, and then Alfred's like, he says, "I've got one cane of the thing," and then he goes, "The spear, Alfred, the spear." It's like ah, Batman, come on, you're saying that shit for the audience. Of course you know the spear's there. It's not like you just <laughs> right. had an epiphany. You all, oh, you would have known it was there. Don't tell it for Alfred. Just go get it. I hate that, that in, line in, every time the way Alfred says it. I don't know why I hate it.
5: In Batman's defense, there's a giant monster that just took out Superman sure, that's chasing sure. him. so sure. I, like, I get it. I
4: mean, well,
5: I may I not, not remember everything that happened an hour ago <laughs> if there was something, <laughs> ch- I'm just human, and I just well, Superman get destroyed If we're getting into that, I would have messed master. my suit
4: up. I would have messed my suit as soon as the thing looked at me. So, I mean, we're just in a whole new world of shit.
5: Also, Nathan, he just, like, five minutes before that, looked up in the sky and saw a nuclear explosion. So, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) my head would be rattling everywhere. (laughs) Uh, This is very true.
2: Well, (laughs) real quick, uh, anybody who wants to point anything else out, let's go ahead and do that. And there was one thing I wanted to wrap the show up with before we say our goodbyes. So, anything else you wanted to point out, go ahead and do it.
3: I loved how he said that. Um, basically, all the like the hand shots were all of his. Um... Yeah,
2: that was pretty cool. And how he had yeah, hand, hand shots hand in every movie. In all yeah,
3: exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look for look out for Batista's hand in Army of the Dead because it's really going to be Zach's hand.
7: Exactly.
6: <laughs> I, I like uh, where I, I like, he, oh, he where he's you know when we get a uh, Bruce and Diana their first meeting at that point and he when he grabs uh, when Bruce kind of. Kind of grabs her mm. arm at that point. He says, she looks at it like saying, I can chuck you. You know, she made sure saying, yeah. I can chuck you aside if she really wanted to, but I'm going to allow it right now.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That was pretty cool. Travis, you got
5: I, one? I have two things. Uh, do it. Just a couple things that he said was Lex <laughs> has this notion that he is Prometheus bringing knowledge to man, that he's the defender yes. of mankind, mm-hmm. that he's the paradoxical beauty yes. of Superman. I love that. Yeah. And I also loved. When he was talking about the must-there-be-a-Superman sequence was visually designed so that the more miraculous things Superman does, the more he saves people, the more dilemmas he faces with the world and how they see him. Like They see Mm, him like a god even more and more when he just wants to, like we talked about earlier, just be the guy from Kansas trying to do the right
2: thing. And that's the real world because he even mm-hmm. brought that up. He's like, I don't like, and I don't know if this was a jab at other franchises that don't necessarily take this seriously. Is he was saying he doesn't like having action without consequence, and he's absolutely right because in real life, in the real world, sorry y'all, Battle of New York, and I know they addressed it like you know sixteen movies later, but Battle of New York would have not have flown well with people like uh, just you know. It just wouldn't happen. Like in real life, you have a battle like that in a major city with these kind of superheroes. It's not going to be like, oh well, glad they saved us. No problem. You know, continue about your life. And don't I love wanna, that he brought that up I'm because sorry. that's exactly right. In the don't real world, there, on there on are consequences. You know,
5: don't want to pile on a marble, but not even not even that far ahead, Greg. Thor too. Uh, when the <laughs> world is literally falling apart, there's people running to the, f- like, in the library, running to the windows with their phones out, trying to take videos up floor, that's pretty realistic, of floor. instead fleeing that's their people, lives. That's what people like, would do, though. In life, I don't uh, I'd be like, no, get me out of here. Like, this is not happening. This is something that you would see on TV. It's
2: because you're not American. It, American. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Well, we, if you're talking about Superman. Would do that in America would be like, oh my gosh, let me film this because I can make some money off YouTube by this video. If you're, if you're talking about so, Superman
5: and like what poli- like people in the real world would think of him, could you imagine what your president would think if a being was out there that was like that? I mean, holy moly. <laughs> holy moly. I can't yeah. even imagine. Like, there would be. Like news conferences every day, saying how this person created Superman or this person was Superman's uncle. Or I, I
6: just you would like, say, this guy's huge. He's huge.
5: <laughs>
7: he's my first him. cousin.
6: <laughs> he's my first cousin once removed.
4: Yeah. Uh, bringing it back on track, I like how he said that. It, like that, they would just he didn't see them moving the scout ship. They, he seen them just kind of quarantining. You know what I mean? And cutting the area off and doming up and building building the shit around it, and I mean, that would make these You wouldn't want to damage what was left of shit because you know the government would be like, alright, how can we use this technology for our shit and really get an upgrade? So they wouldn't want to damage it anymore and keep it, you know what I mean? They would want to get the right there so they could salvage what they could of the information.
7: Yeah.
4: And uh, yeah. I always thought I was always like, you know, for Man of Steel, was like, he's like, oh, look, his Fortress of Solitude. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, no, his Fortress of Solitude. But, you know, and like I said, now the revel- it's just a state of my, I don't know, man. I just love, I love that old, like I said, that whole Fortress of solid, uh, Solitude revelation. just, I just can't believe how the hell did I not see that? How did I not see that all the
2: time? I agree. I, I don't know how I didn't see it either. But you know what? There's so much thing, stuff to think about in these movies that are, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, Yeah, easy to miss. Uh, Well,
3: that's the great thing about it. That's why you watch them over and over again because you're continuously finding new things.
2: And that's what makes it so great. I agree, absolutely. One thing I love Snyder did the whole time he was doing this was he was giving credit to all of the people he worked with that he loved being with Mm -hmm. that he loved doing a great job. Actors, stunt, stunt Stunt doubles, director produced everything all the people that he had that, that that he loves working with he gave them credit to it, and that's a sign of a good leader i guarantee you yeah. there's, i guarantee you you could pro- well i can't guarantee you but i'm willing to bet that most people who have ever worked with zack snyder on a production absolutely loved it why they do you think most time. of them
4: come back whether it be actors or behind the scenes crew because people that you can say what you want about his movies people have a good time and it's an enjoyable experience working with them
2: and and that's what a good leader is. Man. I like he, he I like how the
4: up. first meeting of Lex and, and Bruce, he's or you know Lex, Bruce, and Clark, and that one. They're doing that painting by shot. He goes, oh, and that bike in the background. Like, I give that to Damon, my stunt guy. Like I'm just like going by. I'm like, hey, oh, <laughs> that
2: guy got a <laughs> He looked like he used a the bike. Ball. Yeah, he looked like he wanted a bike. So I don't know. Yeah. If he yeah. shouted out Damon a lot in
5: this. Yeah, he did. View, Which is proper proper because mm-hmm. some of the stunts and fights and scenes are just out of this world. Oh,
4: I love <laughs> and also. Uh, I didn't even put it together. I just thought of Lex being that ruthless. But as soon as he said it, when he opens it up and Mercy's standing right there and sees the kryptonite, and he says, and then it pans up to Lex, and that was him going like he knew he was going to have to take her out.
7: Yeah, I didn't know that either. And, and, like,
4: and I point. was like, holy shit, that makes yeah. sense, because when you look at the look on him, like I said, I just thought he was doing it to cover his ass in there, and he just figured everybody was disposable. But no, he really did care about her, and you, you kind of see it on his face that he went like, uh, oh, well, now you're going to have to go because you saw it, saw it. You can connect me. Even no matter how much I trust you, you can still connect me.
2: Yeah, There is one scene I'm upset he did not explain that I wish he would have explained was the Jolly Rancher scene because I would have oh, loved. Me to
4: me He was looking through storyboard you know, or talking yeah. through it or something. I was like, "Come on!"
2: I would have loved to explain that to other people because that's one that I have not been able to defend yet. Well,
6: but, don't freak me out. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm here. gonna for coming to the end. I'm gonna plug a podcast that if you have not listened to, I highly <laughs> suggest uh, you listen to it. It's called Batman v Superman by the Minute.
7: Mm-hmm. It is yes. uh,
6: done by uh, Stephen M Colbert and Andrew mm-hmm. Dice. They are. They literally de- deconstruct the Ultimate Edition minute by minute. They mm-hmm. have fifty six episodes out. They do mm-hmm. a great, actually, commentary about the the Jolly Rancher scene and, and okay. what they they do. But if you have not, if you want more of this kind of really deep deconstructing of it, well, each episode's no, about I mean, like ten to twenty minutes at that point. But minute by minute, they look at it and they are true. They cut it off at the minute mark and huh? they bring up a lot of good points. So definitely check that out. Batman v Superman by the minute.
5: They also did Man of Steel by the minute as yep. well.
6: Mm. Just, did
5: they? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, they did. Minute by Ooh. minute of Man of Steel. Well,
4: mother? I uh, don't know <laughs> no, what I've no, got to listen to for the
7: next week. i got week. Some backlog
2: to listen to. Uh, oh, there's uh, some backlog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll check it out, y'all. We're getting close to that time. So there's one thing I want to do, and then we'll do our plugs and uh, tell everybody where they can find us and all that good stuff. Uh, Roundtable, real quick, everybody talk about where you were at the first time you saw this movie and how you felt, and now four years later, which movie? That The saying.
4: theatrical or yes. the ultimate?
2: Well, when you saw the theatrical for the first time, let's yeah. let's go there because I, for me, that was a, a more, I don't know. That I, I I went to the theater to see that I couldn't go to the theater to see the the, the, the you know uh, ultimate edition. Sure. So let's say sure, sure, sure. where I you fe- where felt. About. Oh yeah. Let's say where you felt uh, the first time you saw this movie and then where you like how you feel now, if it's any different, if it's any better, what you think now. Uh, and I'll start it out. When I went to go see this movie, I went to go see it with four guys that I've grown up with my entire life, that I've known since kindergarten, that we've been friends for the entire time we've lived together. I mean, pretty much since I can remember things and we're, we've all gone and seen all the Star Wars together. We're all huge fans of this. Um, I walked out of the theater and I could not shut up. I was so excited. I was so happy. All four of the guys I was with did not like the movie at all. And it was a terrible experience for me. And for the longest time, I couldn't find, I found, you know, you got those reviews because everybody listens to everybody about what sure. Rotten Tomatoes says, and it's a terrible movie. Um, and I can stru- say now that four years later, I love this movie even more. It's four years old, and I've watched it four times in the last week uh, or eight or nine days. I'm probably going to end up watching it again tonight because we're sitting here talking about it. Absolutely love it. I can watch it anytime, any day. Zach Snyder, thank you so much. Um, it's a masterpiece to me. Nathan, go. Uh,
4: okay, so like I knew this is one of the rare times that I went like on a Thursday night because I could <gasps> not Usually I wait till like I'll wait till like Friday night or something. Like I didn't care how tired it was the next day at work, whatever. I had to go. And I, saw first, and I saw it on that Thursday night, and I was like, like it came out of the theater, and like I knew I liked it, but I was just trying to think it over. I was like, I gotta see this again. So that same Saturday, I took my nephew to see it, and I came out of that second time and like I was just in love with it. And then I heard that that uh, I heard you know they'd already announced that there was going to be an extra 30 minutes on the home release. So then I was just counting the days until the ultimate edition came out. And once I saw that, I, oh god, it's just you know that theatrical cut that came with my Blu-ray is just a DVD. You know, it's just like a it's just like a cup holder on my you know I mean a coaster for my table now and the ultimate edition is where it's at. And like you said, four years later, I've watched it so many times and I'm still gathering new information from it and still seeing new things. I, I, I love it to death. And I, 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 it just keeps going. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm not stopping now in four years. i have like I said, I've watched it probably a hundred times and I'll probably before I die, I'll watch it another thousand. So I, yeah. I, I love it.
2: Rocked a million faces, right? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, how you feel, bud? Sorry about that. Hit it <laughs> my table <tickle> there.
6: <laughs> um, I, when I first – I didn't have a group of friends to go to Wednesday because I, you know, go for the cheaper show in the morning. Uh, I think either that Friday came out officially. Um, seeing it theatrically, I was just so excited to finally see that fight sequence that – I probably missed so many different things that upon second viewings and then finding out that about the ultimate edition and then holding off on full commentary to I saw that I have grown from where I like the movie to where there was so much depth in this movie that just one watching, even one watching of the ultimate edition does not give you enough there. Like mm-hmm. it, it is definitely one of my favorites. There is so much more depth that it is on the same ground of commentary symbolism things like that that you could compare it in a sense of how you know uh the dark knight there is so much symbolism and so much different there i think there's more layers in batman v superman than people give it credit for and it's commentaries like this that expose the things that we aren't paying attention to that only the director can and just mm. adds to the layers of depth of this movie. So, again, thank you, Zack Snyder, for giving us this
2: opportunity. 100% agree. T-Bone.
6: Well,
5: uh, first of all, I'm still a little taken aback that Nathan seen this on a Thursday night, the first <laughs> night showing, because that's mm-hmm. that's just to go to show you how impressive this movie
2: is. Well, this was 2015, or uh, wait, uh, was two, 2016. It was, it was 16, it's pre-kid, right? It was uh, yeah.
4: It was my kid. My son was born in November of uh,
2: 2016.
5: Okay. So yeah, he so okay. had a well, little. Time. That makes a bit more sense. Uh, mm-hmm. But I went with my best buddy. We go to see the majority of the comic book movies. I want to say since, since Avengers, the first Avengers. So it's been quite a while, and uh, I was blown away. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I thought it was really enjoyable, but I also felt like there was something missing to it. I went and seen it a second time with another friend, and then when I seen the (laughs) Ultimate Edition and read why the 30, 33 minutes were taken out of the movie, uh, Mm -hmm. it infuriated me. Uh, It was done to get the movie into more more screens a day to get more money, uh, which I feel like... Backfired mm-hmm. a little bit because you left out uh, Lois really suffers in the theatrical cut compared to the Both mm-hmm. of them, the investigative mm-hmm. reporting how Clark investigates Batman, and you get a little bit of extra tension between them before they face off. Mm-hmm. With Clark's investigative reporting, and he, uh, he, he's always on the right side of things. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Lois, basically deconstructing Lex's plan for the viewers oh. is a little bit more uh, is not as guided. In the theatrical cut, but I went from uh, loving this movie to, after the Ultimate Edition, it becoming my favorite movie of all time. So uh, you I went know from loving this
2: movie to making love to this movie, right? To exactly. To you Megan, just nailed it. Right?
5: Ultra loving. I tried to keep it a little PG, but you nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> I what it was. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I can <laughs> watch deal. this anytime, and I still haven't seen a comic book action scene as good as the warehouse scene, and we're four years removed from
2: it. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of comic movies out since then with a lot of epic battles that still have not yeah. been as good as. That. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what you think?
3: Well, I remember seeing this in the theater. Um, Brian, Mom, my husband, we not we always catch all the superhero movies, and because we're big Marvel, DC, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing this, and, well, we were coming off of Man of Steel, because Man of Steel is Brian's, one of his favorite movies. Good guy. And, I uh, like him already. Yes, yeah, so we've mm-hmm. you know seen that a million times as well. So when this one came out, and I'm not going to lie, I was so excited about the um, introduction of Wonder Woman. Sure. Because I have not made it. It's no secret that she is my all-time favorite, and this is my Wonder Woman. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was really excited to see her, and, and just going through the whole, like I said, the dichotomy of the Superman and Batman, to see them face off, and it, it was just, number one, visually stunning, and number two, it's just, the morality tale was just so insane as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's coming off Man of Steel with Superman finding himself, and then he comes into... BBS and it's more a, they're going more towards into that story um like I said as far as like the the godlike um, imagery and all that kind of stuff but um I don't know oh in all, it was just it was just a fantastic movie. I remember in the theater we were just looking at each other like
7: oh
3: <laughs> and especially the warehouse scene and to and to this day Brian says he's like there's no way they couldn't have taken that from like Arkham that's crazy. but um (laughs) but i mean you know that's the batman that you know of you know he he drops in kicks ass and you know takes out the bad guy it is what it is i'll you know any means necessary Mm -hmm. but um i was really excited to see the the batwing that was cool um and and alfred he was he was really fantastic too he was kind of he was real subtle but Mm. Like, when he took over the controls for the Batwing, you're like, okay. My wife
4: is- loves that part. She goes, yes. I love that Alfred's just helping out with his
7: little <laughs> controller.
4: Yes, <laughs> it's
3: so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just, and then the fi- the final battle. Now, now I will say the only doomsday was took a bit to kind of get through that. But then the, the one thing, because you... We have the the comic with the death of Superman. So you have that in the back of your mind, how Doomsday and Superman, how that battle really goes. Or, you know, what you feel like you know how that battle goes. So seeing that, that was that was really crazy, too, because it was like a battle of two gods in another form. But when they handed down, or they, you first saw that trinity of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I remember I looked at Brian and I said, oh, there you go. There you go. Right there there that's it i'm i'm good i'm good right <laughs> there
7: <laughs>
3: but i mean it was just it was a fantastic movie and we'd seen it oh my goodness i don't know how many times you know just like the rest of you guys but it was something as soon as it was in our house it was shown over and over and at the time my son was six so he got to see it too
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh wow
3: and then um and then when Wonder Woman, the movie Wonder Woman came out, or my daughter got a little bit older, she was three at the time, so she would see that, and she would see Wonder Woman, so she developed her love of Wonder Woman from BVS.
2: right? Nice. So when nice.
3: she, so we found out that you know the Wonder Woman movie was coming out, that's why I love the uh, Snyder's um, description of how he kind of interlaced the photo into that, because I always wondered, I'm like, okay, well, where is that going to go? So that was really cool to see that, but now that just kind of created her love of Wonder Woman, and she and I have seen that a million times, so it was just fantastic, and I've always loved Snyder's movies. Um, Even Brian, he made a statement after we watched, he said, I don't care what you say, this movie is just an absolute classic, just absolute
2: classic,
3: and I said, I agree
2: 100%, (laughs) 100%. Uh, you know, all great points, great stories about how much we love this movie. And, man, do I love hearing good stuff about this movie. One last point I want to bring up, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll walk around, we'll uh, tell everybody where they can find us, is, uh, and Sarah, you reminded me of this, the death of Superman scene, how mm-hmm. Superman dies in this movie, okay? Go back and watch it, people who don't like this movie. This man pulls. Mm-hmm pulls Doomsday's horn into his heart to be able to stab the spear into Doomsday and kill him. That is every bit as big of a sacrifice as Iron Man snapping his fingers.
7: Absolutely.
2: Every bit as big. And every time I watch that and I see that point where he grabs that horn and he pulls it towards him, I want to cry. Because that is the ultimate sacrifice right there. You are willingly giving up your life to save billions of people you don't even know. And yeah, that, exactly. that, 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 that's Superman. Does Zach Statter understand Superman? That is Superman. Period. Hands down. End of story. I don't care what you say. That is Superman. He would do that. And that's that? your mic drop. That's nice. my <laughs> mic drop. Exactly. So <laughs> we wanted to keep it to about an hour. We're about an hour and uh, ten minutes right now. So we're, well, about uh, an hour okay. in there. but ten minutes don't uh, think
4: I don't think our audience will complain.
2: No, no. I, I, I think, think so. they're, they're going to they're going to be down for it. Yeah, and quite honestly, we probably could have talked about this for two, three hours easily. I know I could have, so... (laughs) Let me ask you guys
3: this. Let me ask you fellas this one last thing. Okay, when Snyder sat down at the very end and when he made this comment... I think they should make a sequel about this. <laughs> Did you not die?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. He was trolling I think I applauded. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that sequel. The Snyder Cut is real, and it's coming out. It's going to happen. We're going to see it one day. Damn it, I'm going to see it. it will not too. Mm. Uh, Go ahead, gonna get
6: that. No, I said, we'll be there for the commentary, so <laughs> it will happen.
2: That's right. I'm not,
6: happen.
4: I'm not going to lie. There was a small part of me that was like, Okay, he was a part of that like live stream thing, but then the next morning he announced like let's do it again. I was like, what's he gonna say? Like, I, there was a part of me that thought there was gonna be something coming or like me
2: too. And then it cut you know out I mean? the end. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, there was it a part of me that I had was to like, message hey, you guys bo- like what bo- bo- happened? Bo- Did he announce anything? <laughs> is it cut out for me? Well,
4: nope, apparently, okay. apparently he shut the stream off, and I'm not. This is I've had seen people do screenshots from their phone and stuff. They shut it off his time at exactly two fourteen.
6: That's when Coast everything time,
4: went yeah. down. Yeah, but his time because he started at like eight or whatever. whatever time he started, but it was like two fourteen. Whatever time, what would you say, West Coast or whatever it was?
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, East and, he,
4: and the, it stopped at two fourteen, and I was like, "Well, I'll be
2: goddamn." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember messaging you guys like, "Oh God, my, my my feet cut out." Did he say something I missed?
4: Mine too. I so think upset. I think the so the upset. fandom collectively was texting each other frantically. <laughs> what happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, well, uh, great conversation, man. I could talk about this movie all the time. Uh, we'll
4: bring it up again Friday, I'm
2: sure. We will yeah. definitely bring it up again. I'm sure. Just not talk about it as long. So uh, let's get out of here, man. Say, uh, Sarah. Where can they Not Sailor. Sarah. Where can they find <laughs> you?
3: Um You guys can find me on Twitter at myladykitten. Um, I'm also on Instagram under the same name. Um, uh, I had to do the facebook as well but i'm, I'm kind of getting a little more into the twitterverse so um have a few little more followers so i enjoy having a few more but if not that's cool but i do enjoy um chatting and dming and that kind of thing so sarah
2: hook me up and look me up <laughs> and hey just so y'all know uh next week we're doing lord of the rings commentary but the week after that sarah is going to be on the show again. And I think you and Chris are probably going to have a small segment on Picard, correct?
7: Yeah, I believe so. Do you want to talk about it? And anybody
2: else who's seen it on the show, obviously, but I haven't seen it, so I can't talk about it. But that'll be a part of the show two weeks from now, so I can't wait to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the
3: invitation. I appreciate it. Works
2: anytime. Thank you. Chris, where
6: can they find you at, bud? You can find me on Twitter, at Chris Balga, and my show is World's Finest True Believers, and you can follow that, at Finest Believers, on Twitter as well. Check
2: them out. It's an awesome show. Travis, I want to talk to you. How can I do it?
5: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat about pretty much anything. Uh, I have a podcast, too, called Superhero Discussions. Uh, that's on any podcasting app. You can find that. And also, I just want to give a little shout out to the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as it's 30 years old today. Yeah. Ooh. And that was such an awesome movie. Uh, I may watch that tonight just for a little uh, anniversary watch. That's nice. a great goal. Great goal.
4: That's a hell of a double feature to me. Uh, the original 1990 <laughs> Ninja Turtles and BBS Ultimate Edition. What's up? That's a good night.
2: That'd be an awesome crossover. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My man, Nathan, where can they find you, buddy, if they want to talk to you?
4: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at wobbly boots 85 and uh, we can drop me online. we can talk about anything i'm i'm always willing to
2: chit chat yeah he will definitely definitely slide into your dms i know because he did mine it's never been the same since yeah. then so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but for me you can find me at the bad daddy 52 on twitter it's my only form of social media it's really the only way to contact me if you don't have my personal number and uh, you can talk to me at SCS Podcast One on Twitter. Uh, me and, and Nathan if you both. Greg's kinda,
4: personal number. It, it is. <laughs> no, it was, yeah.
2: <laughs> me and I'll Nathan finally both. Get that I'll finally one, get so. it. I
7: finally
2: get it. So we'll be on that. So you'll be either talking to me or Nathan. We'll identify sure. ourselves by whoever you know uh, contacts you at that point. But we're always down to talk. Uh, Mm -hmm. Check me out Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. live Eastern time on the C3 Panthers podcast, which, Sarah, I know you're a huge fan of. Great fan. You're in the chat room every time. I love you being there. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be there tomorrow night to talk about how crappy the Panthers are going to be next (laughs) year. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Pretty
2: amazing. Greg Uh,
4: Greg is currently looking for a new team to root uh, for, uh, so if anybody uh, has any suggestions, go
2: ahead and lay them on him. That's
5: very shocking, Nathan. I I never thought Greg would be the kind of guy that would go –
2: Two only different. in only basketball, games. Travis. Only in basketball. It's only because I'm following LeBron. I'm not team jumping. I'm, fa- I'm being loyal to LeBron. That's
5: called team jumping. Right? That's team okay. jumping. <laughs> okay. sure. it's I love only in uh, though. Only in I love you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, we'll be up in a few days. And until next week or until the next time we drop an episode, y'all have a good one. Peace Release out, the Snyder <laughs> Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the
6: Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Release, the Snyder, Release the Snyder Cut. cut.
2: It sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 1954. Right? I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think you all have right, to worry about him it. listening. Yeah, this he's
4: part, not going to yeah. listen to this episode for sure. Yeah, I got. A, no, I got a jet. I'm no, really I jet hungry. <laughs> I <have my> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all right, guys. I got
2: to bounce out too. Yeah. Thank y'all right. so much. Thank I'll you, talk, you to you talk to y'all later. Talk to you guys Friday. Bye guys. Later,